Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. We're finally out of Nintendo month, <laughs> and we're in the month of December, which for us Minnesotans means that it's starting to get pretty chilly. There is <laughs> snow on the ground, yes, and we thought true. this would be the perfect occasion to have sort of another edition of ice and snow music. Yeah, a few days ago, we actually got quite a bit of snow uh, in all in one day, and so that is absolutely true. This is a long overdue return to this topic. Uh, kind of a fun idea. This topic we did way back on episode 40. So we're approaching seven years ago that we did Ice and Snow. I'm already getting misty-eyed thinking about it. <laughs> we thought it would be fun to return to this topic and to play more incredible Ice and Snow music from video games. So all of the pieces on today's episode were not featured on our first Ice and Snow episode. They're not necessarily from games that we haven't featured. There's some classics that we've played a lot today. There's some that are a little bit more obscure and maybe we haven't played on the podcast. So it's kind of a nice mix. But I would say this is uh, another outstanding collection of Ice and Snow music. Some kind of classic quintessential ice and snow tracks on this episode as well yeah you know fun fact about that previous topic i think we did mention it hopefully on that episode all those years ago that was actually the very first topic idea that will and myself had even before we started the podcast i remember talking about that uh in the dining room of our childhood home talking about oh you know we could do different topics like for example ice or snow music i remember that was the very first idea we had and so wow it's crazy crazy. i remember that conversation but i do not remember that um talking about ice and snow it makes sense that that would be yeah like a doesn't it an obvious first idea and we just Um, knew this was a great timing to do this right out of nintendo month we're now in the month of december we're approaching uh, definitely smack dab in the holiday season um we had the idea of doing other topics like you know maybe christmas music or winter music but this one kind of encompasses a lot some of the music on this playlist will definitely get you in the holiday spirit some of it is a little bit maybe sadder darker um, and so we actually have quite a bit of mix of emotions on here. Yeah, because I, I don't think there's an abundance of, I guess, Christmas video game music. Because I don't right. know, I can't think of a lot of video games that really deal with that. Um, but so many games, especially going back to what I consider sort of the, the golden decades, you know, the 80s and 90s, kind of the classic retro era, mm-hmm. uh, almost every game seemed to have an ice level or, a, you know, a snow stage. Right. And um, what's fun about that is I don't feel like the um, it, it's not necessarily like an obvious choice musically where mm-hmm. we've almost criticized a lot of desert music for kind of just doing the same sort of insulting parody <laughs> of Arabian music but there's right. not the same equivalent um, for snow music that's this obvious choice you know what that's true we do have some of the cliches that you'll hear a lot including the sleigh bell or maybe having some accordion some comforting elements that are familiar to us but overall the music itself kind of diverse that make us maybe think of more like christmas music Mm -hmm. yeah i think a lot of um ice and snow music tries to tap into this sort of chilly icy lonely kind of sometimes a lonely Um, so a lot of this music tends to be modal Mm -hmm. um i don't know why but there's something maybe ancient sounding about the modes um even if you think of some really old you know middle age 
carols like the um yeah dum bum 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 ba da dum right. bum bum you know that's like an old french carol but it's it uses the dorian mode and so i think we have some of those associations of music that you hear people singing maybe at christmas time that it has this there's something chilly about yeah. the music I'm really excited to talk about this topic uh, and to have a full playlist to give us a context of it, what separates it from other types of video game music. What you guys heard playing in was a really great kind of underrated track from Yoshi's Woolly World, composed yeah, by Tomoya Tomita. That was Frozen Solid and Chilled. Really love when those really kind of weird jazzy chords come in and then the electronic beat. It's a cool track. Yeah, what I really like about that one is um, I like the use of mallet percussion mm-hmm. in that one. It actually, it, somehow it feels like it's a evoking the sound of a frozen block of ice absolutely you know, it does because it's so the, the sound of mallet percussion with its kind of harsh transient attack but very quick decay dink, 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 dink. it's so perfect it almost for sounds ice like music. you know if you're flicking a block of ice where it has a very sort of hollow and you know rough sort of sound to it well let's move on to a great soundtrack for the super nintendo Mega Man 7 and let's play Freeze Man, or some people would say Freeze Man's Stage. And this is another track that really evokes the ice and snow perfectly. The composers for this game were Yuko Takahara, Toshihiko Horiyama, and Makoto Tomozawa. Let's take a listen to Freeze Man. Excited to dive into this. You guys are listening to Freeze Man or Freeze Man Stage from the Super Nintendo game Mega Man 7, composed by a lot of talented Capcom composers, some of them that would continue with the series. Yeah, there's some elements to this that are definitely perfect for ice and snow. I think one of the strongest ways to convey this environment is those really shimmering, again, kind of metallic percussion fast arpeggios that you hear. Yeah slightly panned to the left channel it almost sounds like shivering like yes absolutely it's freezing yeah this is a great track because there are some ice and snow themes it might not be ones we're playing today because this is all outstanding music but there are some ice and snow themes where they maybe go too far in a different direction where it's not necessarily fun it might just be kind of shivering and scary or or creepy or whatever this is a great example this still feels like classic Mega Man music it's very fun but it has just enough elements that make it fit uh, this type of an environment 
Well, it's almost more positive and uh, purely sort of major than a lot of Mega yeah, Man music is. That's true. Um, I, I still think we get certain harmonic moments of arrival that make me think of sort of classic Mega Man. And mm-hmm. I think I, th- that's our da 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 da. I almost think of yeah. that as almost like the chorus or the refrain. The rhythms there and everything just feel classic Capcom to me. But yeah, I think my favorite part of the whole piece is just that vamiumpa da 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 And you get those lovely slash chords with that arpeggio as you were just calling out. There's something unmistakably chilly about that, but nothing in this feels cliche. And that's why I really am excited for today's episode because just scanning this playlist, I really think all this music complements each other. And I think... You know, even if you had never played any of these games, didn't know the context, I imagine you could just guess aesthetically what the topic is. But right. it's not like all these pieces sound the same or are using the same tropes or the same cliches. So that's I think a that's kind point. of a cool, almost indescribable thing about music. The fact that so many different composers find ways to evoke this. And I doubt that, you know, a lot of them were maybe thinking really hard about it or trying to be super verbal and articulate these things. There's something just, I don't know, ephemeral about music where certain chords make us have certain feelings or certain instruments remind us of, you know, times. Yeah. There are certain tracks on this playlist that are almost magical where I can't even describe why it is so snowy or so icy or so wintry, but it really is. There's just something about the essence of this time of year the essence of cold that these composers have really captured well. I would say most of the tracks we're playing today are from very well-known games, at least well-known games um, to the podcast. There are a couple surprises, though, that you guys might not be aware of. Some some interesting deep-cut picks mixed in as well. Okay, let's move on to the Kirby series. And there's so many great choices we could have gone with today. I thought this was an interesting one. This is actually from Kirby's Return to Dreamland, a slightly newer entry in the series. Uh, this is Snowball Scuffle, and it was composed by Hirokazu Ando and Jun Ishikawa. Let's take a listen. I adore the soundtrack to Kirby's Dreamland. It's a very nostalgic score. They're even using certain SNES instruments from Kirby's Dreamland 3, Kirby Superstar, mixed in with more modern sounds. So it's very nostalgic, but also fresh. The style of composition is so on the nose, very similar to what they've done previously in the series. Again, this is Ando and Ishikawa here with Snowball Scuffle. 
Yeah, gosh, there's so much to talk about with this one. First of all, I love the the sort of brass kind of I don't know that that continued. It really makes me think of the Super Nintendo. Just the quality of that sample, I think, is intentionally trying to replicate some of the sounds maybe from you know Kirby's Dreamland Three or whatever those SNES Kirby superstar as well. Yeah, you know, well, you know what I wonder about when they were working on a score like this. What if it wasn't even originally intended to to be this throwback sound? What if they tried to find other new sounds that were as fitting, and they just couldn't find anything that was as perfect as those old SNES sounds for this character? Yeah, it's interesting. We've talked about this before, but Kirby seems to be one of the most cohesive and consistent uh, kind of musical palettes for any series. Um, Almost every game has this very concise and clear style and sound in terms of the instruments, the melodic choices, the tempos, the rhythms. Um, But I think what makes this track sound icy, part of it is the instrument sounds, sort of Mm -hmm. the the chimey, I guess, maybe bell instruments. Um, But to me, musically, what makes it feel uh, fitting for ice music are the surprising chromatic resolutions. Um, Mm -hmm. We have some of these wandering chord progressions that keep traveling. Um, There's this uncertainty to it, and then it'll resolve to an unexpected chord, but then that chord is a major seventh chord. And there's something icy and bright about that major seventh vocabulary. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just that that dissonance of the Well, there's another thing... That is interesting to discuss today is a lot of these tracks are jazzy, very jazzy. And I think that the jazz influence might come from some of the, you know, the classic American Christmas tunes. Right. That's Um, true. And that's possible that that's on the mind of some of these composers. It's possible it's not. I mean, there already is a jazziness to the series. There's plenty of examples that we have that I think are... Um, meant to evoke that that feeling because for mm. uh, many of us when it gets to be around sort of the holiday season that's when we start hearing Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra and mm-hmm. you know all the classic Judy Garland all, all the great you know um, old 30s and 40s and even 50s kind of Christmas songs mm-hmm. um, and a lot of those have that kind of great American songbook harmony that you hear from Broadway shows or that kind of, yeah, old jazz harmony sound. So it's possible that was an influence here, but I really like, yeah, I like the bitingness because some of the, you know, I, I think when you hear the sound of a major seventh chord, I don't think most people's impression is that it's dissonant. That probably wouldn't be the first word you'd use to describe it. You might say beautiful or sensual or something. Dreamy. Um, But that, that dreamy quality really comes from that dissonance between Mm -hmm. the tonic and the major seventh and that little that sharpness that bite i think to me almost evokes sort of the bite or the chill of winter and being cold i think you're right well let's move from the wii to the next system (laughs) that this company put out the wii u this is mario kart 8 a phenomenal score uh really injecting a lot of life into this much needed life into the music of the series this particular piece was composed by very talented composer yasuaki iwata let's take a listen to ice ice outpost
It's okay to dance, everybody. This is Ice Ice Outpost from Mario Kart 8, composed by Yasuaki Iwata. Hearing some similarities to music we've heard so far on the playlist, which is kind of fun. I particularly love when that solo violin comes in. This is a great, kind of a slightly underlooked piece of music. I When I was going through a bunch of Ice and Snow music, this came up and I was like, oh, I kind of forgot how much I liked this. Yeah, there's so much to talk about here. In terms of stuff we've already heard, this track, funny enough, like the Freeze Man track from Mega Man 7, uses that kind of glimmery arpeggio. There's something chilly about that. And like, again, that Kirby's Return to Dreamland track, we have a little bit of the jazziness in there, but also that wandering chromatic passing tone sound that's fully harmonized and every sort of resolution is actually uh, it's like it's not quite resolved and now we're moving into a new harmonic area there i don't know what it is about that sort of wandering sound that for many of these composers seems to evoke the feeling of chilliness or iciness maybe it's that feeling that it isn't quite resolved or it's slightly so. unexpected well, there's like a little bit of when, well, it. when you have so many chained together, like modulating two five ones that are always chained together, there is almost like a vast endless quality to it. Almost sure. like the snow that just keeps falling incessantly and won't stop. Right. And also, it also has the same kind of jazz connotations we were talking about before. Exactly. What I like about this track, though, is that sequence that um, when, when the violin melody comes in, it isn't just a series of two five ones. It sort of right. starts that way, and that's what you're expecting. But the way the, the bass writing works, and the voice leading, you get sort of some of those tritone substitutions in there, which are basically that that feeling of everything really harmonically shifting because we're getting a chord from completely outside of the key, but it's all very smooth and it still has that inevitable feeling. That's one of the things that I love about that era of jazz harmony because mm-hmm. even though there's lots of beautiful sensuous sounds, everything's very functional. You know, yeah. a lot of the choices are about smooth voice leading and there's there's a logic behind everything and i think when it comes to video game music that early kind of jazz harmony the more functional jazz harmony is i think what influences a lot of video game composers because they're looking for that you know they want that rich harmonic color but they still want to make accessible simple melodies well and that mixture is something that that was so successful about the score to mario kart 8 and was definitely not something we heard in the series uh uh, for the previous, like, what, four or five games? Yeah. <laughs> and so that was desperately needed. Uh, and so Mario Kart 8, super exciting. Um, also a fan of some of the newer tracks when it was released for the Switch, there was actually quite a few new pieces of music. One of them was, I believe, composed by Koji Kondo. And so yeah, some he did really one of the cool... battle themes. Yeah, and the Toro Minigishi composition as well. So, very cool stuff. Let's move on to an absolutely classic game and soundtrack. It's Secret of Mana for the SNES. And this is composed by Hiroki Kikuda. And this is actually one of my favorite pieces from the score, luckily enough. And it is an ice theme. This is the Ice Palace, also known as A Bell is Tolling. It's very beautiful. There's a sadness here, kind of a tragic, maybe slightly lonely quality to this piece of music, kind of different from what we've heard so far. Let's take a listen to A Bell is Tolling from Secret of Mana.
Man, I love this kind of JRPG SNES music. It's jazzy and fusiony and very atmospheric. You and have it's groovy too. Yeah, it's, like, it's that's so a groovy. Catchy riff like the, at the, end there. the the amount of channels they have on the SNES allowed them to dedicate some of them to these twinkling delays and kind of more ethereal elements. This is such a beautiful piece of music. Very emotional, very atmospheric. This is A Bell is Tolling, composed by Hiroki Kikuda. Yeah, this is a very fantastic uh, ice theme. Um, I think all of the, what Carl was describing, some of those timbre choices definitely fit for it. But I think what fascinates me most about yeah ice music is what just musically in terms of scales melodies rhythms how can you evoke that chilly sound and here kikuda seems to um find it's things we've talked about before a little injection of of modes be it the dorian mode or the lydian mode um but there's there's something about using uh modal scales from time to time that there's something chilly or unexpected about that and then uh my favorite part of this theme is that yeah i love that part and uh he uses these sort of parallel fourth voicings which is something Mm. that is not uncommon in lots of japanese video game music but just the particular sound here like it definitely feels chilly and it has that sort of light well this always it. happens in playlists where it's like a smattering of different scores and all of a sudden you're thrown into secret of mana and you're not like when you listen to the whole score you get used to the sound but when you're thrown into it i'm always like surprised and really into how loud the drums are in the mix of this sure compared to like other similar snes scores the drums are super in your face in the score and when that beat comes in it's just uh it hits you in the face in a good way there's something cool about rpg music in that sometimes it's so background that i feel like the music can kind of evolve and develop this sort of groove um that especially back in like the super nintendo era i I felt like composers maybe had the freedom to let their musical ideas expand and Mm -hmm. to kind of really go farther into it where i can't imagine something like this in a modern game in this sort of background context. I right. imagine, you know, if they, if this game were remade, they would probably try to subdue some of those elements. Um, and that's some, one of the things that I love about old video game music is... Well, it was um, a different time taste-wise, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's more foreground. It's very present, and it's something that you're meant to notice, and it's meant to sort of fuel the experience and hopefully make the overall game more enjoyable, which it definitely does for me. I mean, even to this yeah. day, I find myself, the games that I'm playing are games that I already know I love the music to, because right. that's such a big part of the experience to me. Especially when you're putting in so many hours. Well, let's move on to a game that might surprise you that we're including. This is a really fun game called Castle Crashers. Good times uh, me and Will had playing this game. This is from an icy snow stage. It's Winter Bliss, and the artist is Sonic, uh, (laughs) not Sonic, (laughs) S-A-N-Y-K. This is an interesting choice. Uh, All of the tracks in this score are contributed from various artists. I think a lot of them kind of amateur artists, I believe. And so that was kind of a cool choice. Let's take a listen to Winter Bliss from Castle Crashers.
You guys are listening to Winter Bliss from Castle Crashers, and I had to remind myself, but what they did for this game, uh, the Behemoth, what they did is they contacted a bunch of new grounds, <laughs> musicians, artists, which used to be a really popular place uh, for you know amateur composers and artists to put up their music, and they contacted a bunch of different, something close to like 20 different new grounds artists at the time of this game was being worked on and you know contacted each of them and so that's why it's a very interesting mix of music uh, from a slightly unexpected source but it's a great score and this is a really well done track yeah definitely it, i just i've been so enjoying today's episode because it's I, I i find myself really fascinated you know why do all of these pieces of music evoke winter and ice and so plainly do they do that but there's not a simple trick because all the things we're describing, they're not exclusive to this kind of characterization. They're not exclusive to ice music or snow music. First of all, so much game music uses the modes. So much mm-hmm. game music uses parallel fourth. So much game music uses metallic percussion sounds and arpeggios. I mean, all the things we've been describing aren't really specific. It's it's one of those things that really excites me about music. You can articulate maybe why something gives you an emotion, but that doesn't necessarily make it a formula. It doesn't mean just by using fourths or just by using modes. It's it's one of those things that's a little bit more indescribable. It, it's in the details and the nuance and, again, the ephemeral nature of this music to give us that feeling. And I, it's one of the things that is so fun and exciting about music because it is this mm-hmm. language. It's this way we can communicate emotions and ideas but sometimes they don't always have a literal translation you know well what i'm so interested with is i have a feeling this piece of music wasn't always intended to even be a winter or ice or snow track they might have just asked for this because they thought it worked i mean i could see this just being a cool kind of techno piece of music and it, it has those elements and it worked so well but it's a little more subtle yeah maybe just in this context when you have those synth pads with some of those interesting chords it feels and that that spaciousness you can almost imagine the cold blowing wind blowing snow everywhere and some of those digital electronic sounds mm-hmm. have that sort of shivering quality to it but yeah again it could just be a techno song it's another fun thing about music is that context really does change how yes. you're listening to something and how you perceive you're focusing on different elements to it well guys let's move on to a piece of music that really captures the brutal bitter darkness of winter this is ice hockey from soyo oka this is kind of a silly choice but i kind of couldn't resist this it it is technically an ice theme because you know i love i used to play this game (laughs) with my best friend henry when i was a little kid he had an nes for some reason his parents bought him an nes in like 2003 some like (laughs) old third party machine that played nes games but i remember we would play this ice hockey game in his it's a attic. fun game and this score and was by soyo oka let's play the in-game theme uh, which i was joking i mean it couldn't be more happy and bright in-game theme from ice hockey so funny 
this, what makes you think of hockey? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's so funny, though, is, yes, it doesn't really make me think of hockey at all, but it actually does have some elements we've discussed so far today. Definitely, Some yeah. of the jazziness, some of those interesting modulations and resolutions. It's yes, also really completely. wonderful to hear that this is Soyooka because it really does yeah. remind me of, especially her SNES work. But, yeah, uh, this doesn't fit hockey. Yeah, I love how progressive it is. Um, I love that sort of, you know, uh, all the kind of cool rhythmic stuff. Yeah, the chromatic kind of What's voice so cool, leading. though, is, is these early NES sports games, they weren't trying to capture the actual essence of the sport. It, it right. was There was such a different philosophy back then uh, for what video game music was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a happy little jingle well, yeah, that made you want to keep time, playing. Well, yeah, you know. What I love is like the early Nintendo themes, whether you're playing golf or soccer or it ice hockey really or volleyball, matter. a lot of it's just this sort of like obligatory, happy, positive music. Mm-hmm. And what I love about I this wish hockey was this is it's, <laughs> it's very frenetic. Like it definitely fits the action of hockey, but it's just very, it's the Nintendo version of it. It's very sweet and friendly. It's almost like, I don't know. It's like, if the Mickey Mouse and friends were playing hockey, like it's not going to be yeah, brutal. There's I, not going to be, you know, like a fight that breaks out. Well, I don't know if all of you guys know this, but both Will and myself and Marty, we all grew up playing hockey. I mean, when you're from Minnesota, it's, it's just kind of essential. Uh, and yeah, I will say that <laughs> the emotion that I think of and the, the vibe that I think of uh, all those years playing hockey, this is a little bit different here. Uh, yeah, I think of if I think if there is one song that encapsulates it, it would probably be "Who Let the Dogs Out," um, because <laughs> for whatever jams. reason, that song would play in like every I don't know any tournament I was ever in. They always played like the That's same so funny. three songs for like five seconds over the loudspeaker in between yep. periods and like in between shifts and stuff. That is a good question that that there hasn't been an answer yet. Who did let the dogs out? I'm still. I think I'm the answer wondering. is the Baja Men. <laughs> All right, we got to the bottom of that, folks. All right, let's move on to an awesome piece of music. It's a killer track here. Uh, This is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game. Wonderful game based on a wonderful comic that also led to a wonderful movie as well. This is Another Winter by the band Anamanaguchi. A very different side of winter here. This is Another Winter by Anamanaguchi from Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The Game, The Song, The Music, The Album, The Band. (laughs) 
<laughs> How many colons can we have there? Yeah, this is so good. Um, something about that incessant uh, groove. The the groove of this is this, this the all star really. I mean, just the the combination of those guitar chords with the chip elements and the really interesting drum sound, which is this kind of combo of drums and like old school chip samples. Yeah, triangle uh, portamento tom fills. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the groove is is just so appealing and strong. It just Every time this comes up, I just want to like pump my fist. It's just yeah. so exciting and just cool. Yeah, there's something great about mixing the guitar chords with the squares because the, yeah. the squares give this really defined, biting clear attack them. that just jigga 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 doesn't have with da 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 da. So when you combine those two, it's something really groovy and satisfying. I love the sound of Anamanaguchi. I also love musically. I think they're a really strong group. Um, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. feel like all of their songs are super melodic and like catchy in that same way, but their chord no. progressions and their overall vibe really make me think of like J-pop. And I yeah. love that they're capturing that sort of Japanese sound that I think many of us associate with video game music. So yeah, I, I have so much love for Anamanaguchi. Such a good track. Let's move on to the Super Nintendo to Albert Odyssey 2 which is an outstanding score by the wonderful Naoki Kodaka. This is Land of Frozen Forest. Let's all imagine a frozen forest. Close our eyes and enjoy this piece of music. You guys are listening to Land of Frozen Forest, a gorgeous piece of music from the incredibly underrated game and series, Albert Odyssey 2, some outstanding music in the series by composer Naoki Kodaka, and we have done an Albert Odyssey episode, and there's so much good music on those scores, I think we focused on three, uh, the three scores, I think two for the SNES, one for the Saturn, I want to say. And there's so much good music that we could do like a part two or a leftovers episode and it would still be an outstanding playlist. Yeah. God, I love some of those chords, those like surprising dominant chords and some of those diminished chords. Oof, just sumptuous and gorgeous. This uh, one, like compositionally, there's not really, I don't think he's specifically going for any sort of winterness, but I will say that the delayed harp does really capture a frozen sound. Yeah, and the specific sort of reverb on on some of those instruments, I think it, yeah, the Mm -hmm. title Land of Frozen Forest perfectly, like, that's what this music captures. But yeah, again, it's not necessarily going into any cliches, which is something that makes these playlists all the more fun. You know, it's interesting. I I would love to revisit the music from uh, the Albert Odyssey series, but I feel like before we do that, there's probably some other big titles that like we still have never done a final fantasy 7 episode 
So I kind yeah, of feel do like that. we should probably do that before. You know how funny <laughs> I seriously considered including a Final Fantasy VII track today. There's something called "Buried in the Snow," mm-hmm. um, and it was it's kind of a silly, slightly weird track, and so it would have been a, a change of pace. I that's so funny that I I couldn't I didn't even include it today. Um, but yeah, no, we, we we have to do that. We absolutely have to do that. Um, let, let's just commit to doing that next season. How about? Okay. Final Fantasy VII. It's long overdue. It's kind of embarrassing at this point. Um, all right. Let's move on to, oh my God, the best, the best game ever. Metroid Prime composed by Kenji Yamamoto. Hmm. And one of my favorite uh, areas in the game, uh, musically and also gameplay-wise and atmosphere-wise, Fendrana Drifts. Uh, and this is, I believe, the third area uh, kind of variation music that you hear in this overall section of the planet. Yeah, this is when it starts to get sort of techno house music meets the ambience. Yeah, this is called Fendrana Drifts, Edge of Fendrana. Let's take a listen. <laughs> You guys are listening to Fendrana Drift's Edge of Fendrana from Metroid Prime for the GameCube composed by the wonderful Kenji Yamamoto. And I, I very much hope that we get to hear more Yamamoto music in Metroid Prime 4. That would be outstanding. Me or Hamano music. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a great piece of music. He, he did a really good job of incorporating some of the overall themes and elements from Fendrana Drift's, kind of the main Fendrana theme, I guess. Um, or the shoreline theme, whatever you want to call it, um, combined with some of these darker, more techno elements. It, this is an interesting section of Fendrana. It's the most challenging section. Um, it's a little bit stressful, and I think the first time that I was playing through the game, there were times when I was slightly annoyed by this track because it just reminded me of the stressful 
part of the game. Um, but listening to it now, and definitely when I replay the game, um, I think it's absolutely outstanding, and it's a great yeah. way to give more mileage and just kind of more diversity to this area. I also I also love how it recontextualizes all that music, like that yeah, harp for sure. idea now feels syncopated and groovy. Where when you originally uh-huh. hear it, it just feels kind of impressionistic and free. Um, and so I, I do. Well, that harp like idea. That. For this particular piece of music, I'd say that harp idea doesn't come in for a long time, and so you really establish the groove for a while um, before before that comes in. So there's actually quite a quite a long form that this piece of music has. Uh, at least in this soundtrack version, it's five minutes thirty one seconds, and and I'm not sure the actual loop. I think it's close to three minutes. Um, so so that's really cool as well. Yeah, I think yeah. as as a piece of music, like something that I would hold up, I would definitely take the the main Fandrana theme sure. over this. But I thought this was a nice change of pace for the playlist. Well, and how many chilly, icy connotations are in this? First There's of all, too all many the, to even name. <laughs> all the wonderful um, retro sounding synthesizers that Kenji used in the score, drenched um, in reverb. Yeah, so many of those kind of um, bitey, misty noise shot percussion honestly that that fits the the ice and snow world and this part of the game almost like as well as anything i can think of as far as like fitting a game experience like those sounds are so matched to the area i also feel like he matched the tempo to the speed that you walk like you know when you're walking her gun sort of it's perfect up and down it's right to the tempo of this Mm -hmm. track yeah, he, he just matched the the visuals and the overall atmosphere that the world already has uh, with the music just perfectly here. All right, guys, we're going to move on to this week's track of the week. This captures a certain emotion of winter, ice and snow and cold, really better than almost anything else I can think of in a video game. Right. And it's absolutely gorgeous. On its own, it's just a beautiful piece of music. So much to talk about in love with this. This is Snowy from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. Let's take a listen. It's so beautiful. 
I can't even take it. This is Snowy from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. And it might be the best uh, representation capturing of this specific emotion that sometimes happens in the winter. There's a desolate, lonely, wandering quality to this, but also a beauty. And sometimes the winter can bring... uh, like a tragic beauty there is definitely something beautiful about this season you know walking outside in this blustery uh, winter wonderland but it's cold it's bitter it's uncomfortable and there's just a lot of mixed emotions that happen in the winter i mean people get seasonal depression it's 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 Mm -hmm. not an easy time if you know if you live in a place like minnesota for example well i also think Um, he's 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 conjuring the sort of geographic and seasonal connotations that we have with winter and the snow. If you just think of yeah. plant and animal life, I mean, this is yeah, when sure. a lot of the plants die, the trees lose their leaves, and most of the animals are underground hibernating. So there's a mm-hmm. loneliness to a vast, desolate winter landscape that that sort of high percussive piano with no sustain. Boom, boom, boom. But a lot of reverb, which yeah, is so it tasteful. It has that desolate, lonely quality. And then harmonically, again, we get some of that beautiful chromatic touches where every chord is almost from a different key. And they function together and move mm-hmm. smoothly. And then in that B section where he reharmonizes that melodic pitch. And it's that same concept we were talking about before where we land on a new area but as a major seventh chord. And so we're descending chromatically almost from key to key yet it, they somehow feel linked because well, and also just you know distance. building it higher and higher with the violin and then the violin harmonies and kind of almost building the tension maybe more and more as the piece goes on uh there's just so many dual emotions happening like right. i could probably list like 10 different emotions that are happening at some point in this well, piece. and then on top of it this melody is so strong this is my favorite track from undertale i love I think the it melodic might be mine rhythms too. um and i like that it sort of quasi evokes the main undertale theme in a subtle way mm-hmm. um but yeah i just think this is so strong there's a bit of this that reminds me of the musical language to super mario galaxy that sort of you know shifting major seventh harmony that desolate quality that that reminds me of some of the spacier themes from uh the first and second galaxy game um but yet this also reminds me of chrono trigger and secret of mana i feel like that track we played earlier a bell is tolling from the ice palace and secret of mana I imagine that was an influence because there's some mm-hmm. similar rhythmic elements in that kind of chimey, sparkly loneliness. Um, you know what's so cool is when we did our first Ice and Snow episode way back in episode 40, that was a couple years before uh, Undertale was released. And so even if that was released, you just, you know, we, we didn't include it because it hadn't even come out yet. So that's what's cool about revisiting this topic is there's some scores and some games that came out after we did that episode. Speaking so of great which. to get to include that. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's move on to another one of those. One of my favorite ice and snow themes, definitely as of late. This is Shiveria Town from Super Mario Odyssey, composed by Shiho Fuji. Let's take a listen to this delightful snow theme.
You guys are listening to Shiveria Town from Super Mario Odyssey by the wonderful Shiho Fuji, which she really has an unmistakable sound that's so unique from other Nintendo composers. I will say that this soundtrack is such a gift. It was a gift, and it still continues to be. It's so big, it's so massive, it's so diverse. There's so many like exciting new directions and experiments that they tried. Had a big budget with a lot of real performance, and it's just a joy to listen to. Outstanding. Yeah, I love this theme. Um, it, Shiho Fuji has such a sweet sensibility. So much of her music is very melodic, but adorable. And there's this innocence to it. Yeah, it's very child friendly and uh, just charming. You, I feel like you can get a sense of her personality from her music. Yeah. I love this Shiveria I'd love Town to meet theme. Her. It's it's really perfect for. Uh, it's it's unlike anything. Um, that a Mario snow theme has evoked. And the other nice thing about its context in the game is when you first play the game, you land on this ice planet. It's in the middle of this desolate blizzard storm. There's no music Mm -hmm. at all. And it feels kind of has almost the sort of darkness and intensity that some of the, um, some of the stages in like Mario 64 made me feel where it wasn't just friendly and positive. There was like a, a darkness to it. But then, you know, you you land in this town and it's just the complete The Shavarians are Very so adorable. Friendly. I mean, yeah, these I think that's snowball people. the most important thing is that the these snowball, you know, shaped Shavarians are are definitely the main thing that I think Shiho Fuji was going for with to, to capture, you know, this particular track. They're so sweet and funny and cute and silly. Um, one of my favorite areas of the game. And I actually think it was outstanding that they started out um, the overall planet, like Will said, this you know cold blizzard with actually no music. And when you get into Shiveria Town, it's, you really feel like you're warmed up, like literally, right. like you feel like your body is like, uh, I'm finally warm I now. I feel like this safe. track has a lot of Zelda influence. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think she was influenced a little bit by the Lost Woods and the um, main theme from Majora's Mask. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, this is such a good track. Oh, the Gaelic sound, But such a strong melody too. I love the economy of notes. It's very old fashioned. You know, it, mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like an old folk tune, um, but also like an old piece of classical music too it's you know what's again it's that side of winter music maybe even christmas music there's a folk quality to it and just a joyousness that is definitely what we all love about this time of year i think so that's great to include that today all right let's move on to something very different we're going to go back to the nes to a game called teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the arcade game but it's not for the arcade it's for the nes so yeah it's it's very confusing um, this is Stage 4, Winters Here. This game was composed by Kozo Nakamura and Yasuhiko Mano. underrated piece of music here stage four winters here from teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 the arcade game for the nes nakamura and mano here and i believe at least nakamura also did work on um 
uh, one of the arcade games for the series as well. Yeah, this is a good piece of music. I feel like this track evokes uh, an iciness due to the, again, the modal sound. In this case, it's mm. the Dorian mode in that raised sixth scale degree. Oftentimes, I think you're right. Uh, the the use of the Dorian mode in game music, um, especially in this kind of style, we hear it a lot in harmonic or, or chord movement. Let's say you're in a minor key and then you have a major four chord. So bum that's sort of the sound of the Dorian mode to me. But here, you know, it's that sort of scalar sound. And there's something bitey and uh, there's almost like something piquant about that. Well, it's note cool. It's not out of like, place because chilly. the Dorian mode is used so much in video game music. And so it's not like you're weirded out by hearing that. It, it's, it's always a natural choice. And I think winter music, ice music is one of the many times uh, where it's fitting to use that. To incorporate that, it might be one of the few moments in this particular score where that's done. I think most of these tracks are in minor or kind of just uh, that kind of rock uh, scale where it's just a lot of, you know, open fifths, uh, maybe some blues combination of minor and blues scale right. riffs and stuff. Um, but yeah, this is, this is a good score. One little quirk that a lot of Konami music has from this era, which I always find a little unfortunate listening to it, is... This particular kick drum sample is used in so many games. I think it's the same one that Contra uses and a lot of other Konami games use. Unfortunately, it's it's so loud uh, that when I listen to some of these scores, it's almost like, all right, it's kick drum and then quietly the rest of the band. Um, <laughs> so I almost wish that they would have, uh, you know, lowered the volume of that of that sample because it has this kind of Morse code pulsing quality and it really takes over a lot um, <laughs> yeah so yeah for me that's the one issue is the kick drum on these konami scores is way too loud well especially listening on on headphones but there's not yeah, a lot absolutely. of ability to control the dpcm it's not like all that I stuff know. was intentional right that would be like a, a good kind of george lucas special edition move is just to go back and turn the volume down on all the kick drum on these Konami scores. I would I would appreciate Just that. Just as a little tangent, what's with all these people freaking out that George Lucas doesn't like the sequel trilogy? Of course he doesn't like them. Like <laughs> what what Why since would when he? does his credibility matter? The prequels were awful. What like yeah, he's not well, going to like It doesn't the make any movies. sense like it represents like this like really sad part of his life where we had to give away yeah, all of his like I don't know. Why I feel like leave like the it? man alone. Don't make him watch. <laughs> it's like you go through a breakup, you know, you don't need to constantly be checking in and well like, he oh, literally what's their new said husband that. doing it's he like, made ugh. that he made that comparison in an interview he's like it's like a breakup it's like you yeah. just kind of want to move on yeah it's it's really funny let's move on <laughs> to one of the obscure and surprising choices uh that we're going to play today i went through a lot of great ice and snow music and most of it is classic stuff this is something that i found that is definitely not classic but it's really good and i wanted to include it it's from a game called senran kagura Estival versus. I double checked that. I thought it was that a typo. Should it be festival? But no, it's Estival versus. And this piece of music is called Hot Snow Scene. I think you mean <laughs> Ot No In. <laughs> and this was composed by Ishimura Mutsumi. Let's take a listen. <laughs>
So groovy and jazzy, you guys are listening to Hot Snow Scene. Perfect description. This is from Senran Kagura, Estival Versus. The most obscure choice today. Carl, you know, this track really reminds me of you. Just the sort of grooviness and that solo mm. and everything is sort of good. I think this would be That's a cool. good time maybe to plug your recent uh, album release, Inflector. Yeah. Yeah, so I just put out a new album called Inflector. Uh, we had a listening party for it a little bit ago. Uh, you can find it on our Bandcamp. You can find it on my YouTube. And it's an album that I worked on for the past four months, and it was kind of this fun experiment. I wanted to see if I could combine very different sounds than I had ever done before, and so I thought it would be fun to have some kind of human, real, exciting elements, such as real drums and real guitar. Uh, mixed with things like chip sounds and kind of FM bass and also maybe more modern synths. And so that's kind of the combination uh, that I went with. And I really stuck to that with the whole album. Uh, And so what I liked about it is it added this kind of spontaneous, exciting energy to it. But then I tried to ground it all with, uh, you know, solid grooves, solid melodies. And so really happy with that project. Um, It's been a long time coming working on it for about around four months and really happy with the feedback so far and you well seems i like think people it's, are enjoying it's it. very carl if you like carl this is i hope so i mean you're in for a treat because i i feel like you've really found a sound that captures um almost everything that's just delightful and infectious about your music oh well thanks and dude. i love that it gets to have your actual performance on that. it because that's yeah. your performance is a big part of your personality as a musician so i feel like hmm. your music is almost at its strongest when you're physically making it happen because you're a very physical oh, musician you. whether you're playing keys or drumming <laughs> you know you know what i'm saying and so like i do know what you're saying that you know. aspect in it there's like a kinetic i, energy I will say it's that's that my favorite part of music uh and so I, i'm glad that that seems to hopefully come across that's what i enjoy the most in music and so that's probably why i really wanted to do that i just had a great time with it um i also feel like it just brought out like i don't know those are some of my favorite tunes and just just the the compositionally the songs and the melodies are some of my favorite that you've written in a really long time thank you so yeah. i love that album yeah yeah so so yeah not to kind of shun this hot snow scene too much but that's cool kind of reminded you a little bit of inflector but yeah that was a great track hot snow scene from sinron kagura estival versus and definitely head on over to our band camp where you can find all of our albums for pay what you want uh, we have quite a bit of them. All right, let's move on to uh, also another great Super Nintendo score going back in time. This is Yuzo Koshiro, his work on Act Razor. Let's take a listen to North Wall. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to North Wall from Act Razor. Actually, this is, <laughs> I've said this before, but this happens to be one of my favorite pieces from Act Razor, and so it was fortunate we got to include it today. Uh, this is composed, of course, by Yuzo Kashiro, and the modes come back. Yeah, this time we're using the Phrygian mode, which uh, uh, kind of sounds like frigid. So uh, <laughs> maybe that's why. No, but uh, it, there is something about modal quality. I think it's just unexpected, surprising chords. Um, that yeah. little twinge of something unexpected definitely has uh, chilly connotations. And what I find is almost all the modes have that feeling, whether Mm -hmm. it's the Lydian mode or the Mixolydian mode or the Dorian mode, even the Aeolian mode, like natural minor, they all kind of, there's something cool and damp about them. I think the Phrygian (laughs) mode is one of the modes that also makes me think of heat in fire. Um, Like we've done some sort of lava stages and stuff in games before that I think use Phrygian. Um, and mm-hmm. especially that sort of half step away from the tonic. Love that um, half sound. Half step up. Yeah, that kind of sound. But this uses one of my favorite uses of like a Phrygian progression, which would be essentially like, you know, E minor to D minor. Yeah. Um, that sort of sound. Or like C it's minor dark to B sound. flat minor. I like that sort of darkening quality. Perfect for the cold, perfect for the winter. Well, guys, I'm really excited to move on to this next piece of music. Another slightly surprising choice. I didn't plan on this, but I, I stumbled across it and I loved it. This is from Street Fighter V. Some people might say Street Fighter V. Uh, probably doubtful. Um, the composers we have, uh, before we get into this, we have Masahiro Aoki, Hideyuki Fukusawa, Kaiki Kobayashi, great composer there, Takatsugu Wakabayashi, and finally, Zach Zinger. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? I didn't make that last one up. Uh, um, yeah, this is a great score. And finally, and, Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we're going to have some of that. First of all, I should say this piece of music is called Christmas in New York stage theme. So you might expect a certain sound. We are going to have a lot of jazziness here, but it might not be the type of jazz you're expecting from that title. It might be a little more free, maybe, but it's really, really good. Let's take a listen to Christmas in New York.
This is an outstanding piece of slightly modern jazz music. It's super, super good. What a diamond in the rough this was, at least for me. I wasn't expecting it. Christmas in New York, stage theme from Street Fighter V. Uh, we have the composers, uh, let's do last names, Aoki, Fukasawa, Kobayashi, Wakabayashi, and Zinger. Yeah, um, this is a great, uh, it's a rousing success. It's a wonderful combination of real instruments, real performance, and some, some really tasteful virtual instrument work as well. Yeah, a surprisingly authentic piece of jazz music. A very this well orchestrated, awesome. just yeah, a sleeper hit on today's playlist. Uh, I consider this for track of the week, to be honest. It's, it's super good. Yeah, man, I mean, it's like, and I also like the, um, the recording of some of the the brass and the um, horn stuff that it has that sort of like modern you know digital recording sound it, it's not necessarily like yeah. replicating an acoustic space kind of reminds me of the sound of like the snarky puppy albums where they'll use mm-hmm. like trumpets and saxophones but it doesn't sound like a jazz band like well it well it's funny you that say that because i do sound. think compositionally it reminded me of them as well yeah it's just so good. I can't speak to the the entire score. I know I've listened to it. I can't remember if I if I like it or just thought it was okay. Um, but I'll just say that this piece of music particularly is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, is this the new Sagat theme? <laughs> like, or is this Chun Li? I forget. <laughs> Might be a new character. Someone, whoever is in New York, I guess. Um, all right, let's let's move on to uh, the Shantae series. Wonderful music by Jake Kaufman. Okay, time to series. turn this down is, here. Yeah, turn everyone. Turn your volume down. That's that's definitely take the a good ear idea. pods out and hold them an inch away from your face. Yeah, this is from Shantae and the Pirates Curse. Let's take a listen to Arctic Justice, which is Frostbite Island. lot to talk about in this amazing track this is arctic justice also known as frostbite island by jay kaufman and always a, a welcome addition to any playlist super excited for a new jay kaufman video game score coming very soon with shovel knight king of cards can't wait for that yeah jake did a great job in this track of conveying some of those elements that we expect to hear uh for winter music snow music but um I think also just a piece that works really well for the game and the score and the setting. And kind of an intense, dark piece of music. Um, yeah, kind of snarling. 
kind of snarly yeah, and devious. It definitely feels like there's some Mega Man influence, like from Rockman Ooh. and Forte, or even like any of the SNES Mega Man X or Mega Man Seven mm. has that sort of sound to me. Also, a little mm-hmm. bit of modal writing here, a yeah, little tastes of um, some of the Phrygian mode and that natural minor sound, but. I just love Jake's voice. This track <laughs> reminds me, actually, of some of his work in uh, Shovel Knight. Oh, um, it does. Just for the me as groove well. and everything. Some of the rhythms too. Yeah. Man, and also maybe some trigger. of the, uh, the the harmonic choices and maybe some of the cadences, like uh, chromatic. Yeah, we don't want to give things away, but we do have a spotlight on a Kaufman so- soundtrack coming up in the next few weeks. Here, I think I might have already given it away. Oh man, <laughs> uh, anyone in the know will know it's coming. We cannot wait for that. All right, guys, this is the last uh, piece we're going to play, other than our playout, and it comes from Earthbound. This is Snowman and probably is one of my favorite ice and snow themes yeah, in all of video of games. Best this is just tracks. so good. And and what I love about this piece of music is yes, we've said it before, it's very beautiful, very jazzy, an outstanding piece of music. But at least with this, you know, Super Nintendo arrangement here, you get some of the quirkiness, you get some of the silliness and and just interesting, diverse atmosphere that this score has. And so it's just a great piece of video game music. This is composed by Kaichi Suzuki, I guess, or (laughs) Hirokazu Tanaka. Let's take a listen to Snowman. guys listening to snowman from earthbound truly one of the best ice and snow themes in all the video games i don't know currently if this is a suzuki composition or a tanaka composition but it's outstanding in any case what a fun time this was a surprisingly diverse (laughs) playlist it had some hits some classics some maybe more surprising choices um exciting new stuff that i discovered so fun I really think, I mean, we've talked about this before, but we should put all these playlists, we should make like a Spotify playlist for all of our tracks, because this is one that would be nice to just play when you're driving out in the snow. Uh, all this music is just really fitting for the season. So yeah. I hope those of you that are living in a more uh, temperate climate are enjoying yourselves. And to anybody who's uh, <laughs> stuck in the frozen tundra like we are, I hope Sorry. this music <laughs> brings you some solidarity. Yeah, we, uh, me and Joe actually bought a snowblower uh, this past summer. Um, oh, we yeah? We nice outlet store, and so we, <laughs> we got a cheap one. Uh, and so it does work. We have started it, and it does work. We didn't have to use it for the first snowfall, so we'll probably have to use it very soon. And I, I hope that that will make our winter experience a lot better. It is nice to have 
uh, a garage, I will say. That's kind of a new experience for me, and it's nice to be able to just drive right out and not have to dust it off. So That is cool. Yeah, I yeah. wonder what it's going to be like when it really gets cold, if any of your pipes are going to freeze or anything like that. I hope not. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to play you out with another slightly more obscure pick and something that I discovered. We're going to play you out with a track from Morumasa, The Demon Blade. And this piece of music is called Seasonal Beauties B, which is a winter theme composed by Noriyuki Kamikura. Anything else you got at the end, Will? Um, just that to uh, anyone who's considering uh, MAGFest this year, definitely... Just go. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely go. <laughs> this is the year to go. Get your get your plane tickets, book everything in, because I think it's going to be a really fun year for the Marcado fam. Uh, we can't... Absolutely. I don't know how much we're allowed to announce at this point, but... Just know that it's going to be a great year for us, uh, yeah. and a great year for, I think, everyone who goes. I mean, David Wise is going to be there, so come on. It's, it's going to be an absolute blast. We can't wait to see, hopefully, a lot of you there. Uh, next week, we have original showcases. We're getting close to wind down the season, so look forward to that. I think that's it, guys. Enjoy this wonderful time of year. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out.